Welcome to the Navigating Your Leadership podcast, where we are changing the wave of the future. Like it or not, the world has changed, and as an exceptional leader, you have to change with it or risk being left behind. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I'm here to help you navigate this new leadership style. Inside the podcast, you'll discover what your team really wants and needs from you, how to tap into your God-given talents, how to increase your productivity with a strengths-based team, and how to realign with your North Star to truly enjoy your work and your life. This podcast will inspire and empower you today so you can elevate your influence into the future. If you're ready to step out of your comfort zone, then untie those dock lines and jump on board as we begin navigating your leadership. Welcome back, friends and leaders, to the Navigating Your Leadership podcast. This is your host, Sherry Miter, and I'm recording this podcast just a few days before the Memorial Day weekend and here in the USA, which for those of us in the United States, this traditionally marks the beginning of summer. And for many of us, it also marks the beginning of more time off, more vacations, maybe your kids are home, picnics, lazy days, and a whole lot of fun distractions, which means we usually are getting less work done. Now, if you know me at all, you know that I'm all about having fun at adventures, but I'm also a high achiever like you. Also about figuring out a way to enjoy the summer and get work done. And I know it's possible. It has to be planned. It has to be intentional, but you can have it both ways. In my network marketing days, I remember, you know, as I look back in the summertime months and what it looked like for me, June was easy because that was our final month for our year, our year, and my company went July 1st to June 30th. So June was the final month of our year. And for 26 years, my family, my husband, everybody in my life knew that. (laughs) They knew that we didn't go on vacation in June that summer technically didn't really start for us, or at least for mom until June, or July 1st. And we live in the Northeast, so the kids weren't even getting out of school until the end of June, which I think is crazy, side note. But it wasn't a big deal for me to continue to work hard. And again, everybody just knew that. They knew that June was all about work for me. There was, unless it was really, really, really important, I could just put my heart and soul into work. And I used to thrive in that finish. I'm a finisher. (laughs) I'm not great at starting things. I'm great at creating ideas and I'm great at finishing, but I'm not always great at starting things. So I thrive in the finish. I'm one of those people that sprints across the finish line. So I loved that big rush of excitement in June. But what normally happened is because I gave it my all in June, I would roll into July flat out exhausted. And we would normally take that first week off, but even then it was like, okay, well, I had to get, you know, do a little work because I had to finish things up. And it was never really a full time off vacation week. And the rest of the summer, there were seasons that... I was able to find that balance pretty good. 
And then there were other seasons that I felt like, well, I wanted to get a head start on the year and work really hard. And that just caused frustrations for my husband and my kids. Then there were summers that I totally played (laughs) and I got no work done. And then when September rolled around, I was frustrated because I was two months behind on my goals. So it's been a struggle that I've been living for 26 years. And again, as I can look back now, I definitely can see times I did things well and pieces I did things well. And and the five tips I'm going to give you today, I didn't always do them all in one summer, but I'm hoping that you can learn from what I didn't do and take all five of these tips, kick them off now so that you can truly have a productive and super fun summer. You know, because you've probably, you know, if you're listening to the show, you're probably a leader, you're probably a high achiever. You like to get things done and you've probably have been there before and perhaps you even dread sometimes the next three months of summertime because for high achievers, it could be a very frustrating time because as much as we want to enjoy the summer, we're always having that inner struggle and sometimes outward struggle of you know, wanting to get work done because we love what we do. So you're trying to get your work done, but yet your spouse or your kids or other family members or friends are bugging you to take a day off and have fun with them or take them to the park or go to the beach and do all the things. Maybe you're on social media and you see all your friends are off on vacations and they're, you know, sporting great tans now. They're off playing golf, doing all the fun things. And all you are is sporting an overwhelmed feeling of being pulled in multiple directions all summer long. And again, I remember summers like that. And I had to work super hard not to make them my norm. And luckily, it doesn't have to be your normal summer either. Because yes, you can, you truly can enjoy the summer and still feel like you are moving forward on your goals for the year. I have five steps to make that possible. And again, these are things that I've done, but maybe not all in one summer, but I know when I have done them all in one summer, and I know when you do them all in one summer, you're truly going to have the best summer ever. So. In case you need a reminder, before we go into those five steps, I want to remind you why it is super important for you to take some time off this summer, to take some time and enjoy life, because it's necessary for your well-being, and it's the number one thing you can do and offer your team is to take some time off. It'll help you be mentally and physically rested. You will be more productive when you return back to work. Time off also helps you remember how to be the real you, how to be the fun you. Maybe you've lost that, to have that childlike wonder, that childlike fun. Just the other day, we were babysitting our two of our grandkids, and it was so cool. We live on what well, my kids call it the beach house. We're really not on the beach. I wish we were. We're on a river, but it's built up on, you know, up higher because we are in a floodplain. So we have two, we have a patio and then we have two balconies that overlook the yard. And we were on the middle balcony. So one flight up 
And my grandson, my three-year-old grandson was down in the yard playing with his uh, matchboxes and trucks that used to be his daddy's. And anyway, I, I took out some bubbles and I just started blowing bubbles down into the yard. And my husband captured some adorable pictures of him. Check out my Facebook page to see these. He just started, you know, popping the bubbles, chasing after the bubbles. And it was just like this magical moment of this three-year-old that all of a sudden there's bubbles in the yard, you know, and it was just such a fun moment. And that's how we want to live. We want to get back to that childlike wonder of like, oh, there's bubbles. I'm just going to chase the bubbles. He didn't question where they came from. He just started chasing them. And it was such a beautiful moment watching him do that. So we want to get back to that. You need to get back to just reconnecting to who you are with that sense of wonder and fun inside of you. Taking time off also helps you reconnect with the people who matter most to you, your family, your friends. Those connections are so, so, so vital for today and into the future. And time off also helps you reset your priorities and your focus for your life and your business so that you do go back way more productive. So it's worth taking that time off. And again, if you lead a team, highly suggest or actually almost make people take time off. Let them know you want them to take time off because sometimes people get so in a work mode, they're afraid to take their vacation if they're in an atmosphere that it's not the norm to take a week or two off in the summertime. Encourage it, suggest it, make them know that it's okay to do it, that you want them to take time off. Also, if you are a leader of a team and you run an organization, I suggest you offer up the tips I'm going to share with you to your team. And again, encourage them to take these tips to maybe have a flexible schedule to take that time off. Because when you do that, you will gain rested, happier, and more productive team members. And if you don't, you risk having disgruntled, distracted, and disinterested employees. Okay, so how can you take that much needed break but still feel productive. Here are our five steps. Number one, plan ahead and put it on your calendar. So what I suggest is that you set a date, like soon, ASAP, perhaps this weekend, with your significant other, your kids, if they're old enough or young enough to be included in this, Anybody else that is going to be affected by your summertime plans and take a look at the entire summer and plan out your days off. What I have found is it's easier to plan the days off than it is to plan the days working. I know for myself, I can work really hard for two or three days if I know I have three days off coming up. So Plan those days off. Look at what is already planned for vacations. Perhaps you've already booked the house at the beach or the getaway. Perhaps you know when you have barbecues you have to attend with the family or graduation barbecues or anything like that. Any festivities you want to go to. Anything that's already kind of set that you know you want to do or you already have 
planned out. Put it on the calendar and don't forget to add it to your phone calendar. Then after you get those in place, then look at the things that anybody again in your family you know, have them mention what are the things that they would really, really like to do that maybe aren't on the calendar yet, but are kind of, I call them the non-negotiable must-dos. And go ahead, schedule those things if you can on your calendar. And again, put it in your phone. And then maybe make a list of other things that like, all right, there's some other things that if we have time, if we can get to them, they'd be fun to do. But Maybe they're not going to make it on the calendar just yet. Maybe have a running list of those things. So when the time arises and you have some free time, or maybe you can look a week ahead and say, oh, we have time to do this. Maybe maybe this summer you want to go to the drive-in movie theater, <laughs> put it you know, on that list, and you'll put it in the calendar later. But at least get the most important things on the calendar as the must-dos time off. Everybody knows it now. And one of my quotes that you may have seen me or heard me say before is, you can't have success without sacrifice, but you can have success without sacrificing the ones you love. And I remember a summer that I was in what was called director and qualification. It meant that I was moving into a leadership position It was basically a $20,000 raise for our family. And I remember looking at the summer and looking with my kids and my husband at what were the non-negotiables? What were the things that even though I had this huge goal and I knew I was going to have to do more work than normal that summer, what were the things that I wasn't willing to sacrifice that were important to my kids and to my family? And one of those things was a baseball tournament that we would go up and play, or my kids would play. I didn't play. My kids played. I was about three hours away up in the Thousand Island Lakes in New York. It's a beautiful area. It was a fundraiser ran by a good friend of ours. Um, brother ran it for a good cause. A lot of our sons, the baseball team, they played at locally. Their friends all played. And we would do this, this baseball tournament. We'd been doing it for a few summers, and it was just a fun, fun family time, a very low-key tournament, beautiful area. You know, we would either camp or stay at a little motel, and the kids loved it because they hung out with their friends. The parents loved it because we hung out (laughs) with our friends, and it was just a fun time, and that was a non-negotiable. That meant a lot to us. So those three or four days for that tournament, I was not willing to not do that that summer. We That was a must do. Versus on the other hand, my husband was still in the Air National Guard. He had was on his two-week deployment. I don't remember now if it was the Jersey Shore. It wasn't too far away, but on the shore, you know, the ocean, they ended up with staying in hotels instead of on the base. And they wanted the wives to come out for the weekend and the kids. And I had to say no to that because it wasn't on the calendar. And our friends were like, what? You know, you, you're missing out on this free opportunity to go to the beach. And it killed me not to go. But I knew that that was something that I would have to say no to in order to complete the work that I had to do and still be able to do the baseball tournament. So you have to make sacrifices. There are sacrifices we have to make in order to have success. 
But you have to choose the sacrifices because they don't have to be at the expense of the people that are truly important to you. And my husband was okay with that because he knew my goal was going to change our lives, basically. And he knew how important the tournament was for our kids. Okay. So anyway, number one was just plan it and put it on the calendar. Plan ahead. Number two, plan out any work events and put those on the calendar. So what work events are the non-negotiables? What big functions or trainings do you have to be at this summer? Are there deadlines and projects that you have to make sure you're aware of and you, you stay on top of? What are the days that you have to show up to work? Put those on the calendar. Make sure the kids know it. The family knows it. Anybody else knows it. You know it. <laughs> and again, put it on there. And I suggest color coding. Color code one color for the fun stuff and one color for the work stuff so that everybody sees it. This is a great time. If you do have a family that's looking at this, have a big calendar that everybody sees, you know, in the kitchen, someplace where everybody knows it. If it's just you, you're accountable to, have it on your desk so you can keep it in front of you. So you know when you're working and you know when you're playing. And then number three, decide on a daily or weekly work schedule. Can you go into the office a little earlier, get to work, or if you work from home, get to your computer a little earlier so that you can get off earlier? Can you change your schedule? schedule a little bit. Maybe you would rather work some evenings. Maybe your spouse works evenings sometimes. Um, my spouse works a 24-hour shift. So actually tonight he's working um, in the firehouse. So I'm actually recording this in the evening while he's at work. Or maybe he does, uh, he or she does, plays golf and you're not into golf. So on those nights, maybe you can work a little bit more so you can have more fun time together. So Figure out how can you have a more flexible schedule. The key here is learning to be uber focused so that you can get your work done in fewer hours. Perhaps you can even get down to a four-day work week or even a three-day work week for the summertime. And that can happen when you are focused and disciplined to work on the actual work at hand. <laughs> we can often finish our work in much less time than it normally takes. In fact, according to a data to data analyzed by DeskTime, which is a desktop and mobile time tracking app, they say the average employee will spend 12% of the working day using unproductive applications such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And only 59% of the day is spent using applications which are deemed productive. I don't know where the other percentage of the day goes, but that's what they reported. So if you think about just that 12% on unproductive applications, that's an hour a day. And I don't know about you, but when Facebook tells me how much time I've spent on social media, sometimes it's more than an hour a day. Now, sometimes that is for work, but a lot of times it's not. So where are you wasting time that you can be more focused on what really needs to be done? What is it? Is it the Parada principle that time or the work expands for the time allotted? If you allow yourself two hours to finish a project, you'll get it done in two hours. If you allow yourself eight hours to finish a project, it will take you eight hours. So 
stay focused, look at what you're really doing, and see if you can narrow down to less less hours a day and less days a week. Number four, decide what goals you have for your business for this quarter and then evaluate how realistic are they. And you can evaluate them by, you know, looking at why are they even important? You know, what happens if you don't reach those goals? Could you make them up in the fall if you don't reach them this summer? What would it look like if you set a smaller, more realistic goal that would allow for growth while still enabling you and your team to enjoy the summer? Now, I'm totally guilty of setting extremely high goals. That's just the way my brain, my maximizer, my futuristic, my strategic, all those things rolled into one. Like I set crazy high goals for myself and my team. And what I realized would happen a lot of times is I would set these high goals. And then at the end of the summer, when we didn't achieve them, I would feel deflated and unmotivated. Or sometimes during the summer, I would feel so unmotivated to work because they seem so far away. And I would be gazing out the window wanting to be outside or knowing that, you know, everybody else was enjoying the summer and I'm stuck working and just always in the guilty place that I wasn't enjoying my summer and I wasn't getting my goals met either because I was so distracted by what I really wanted to be doing. (laughs) So what I learned was by setting smaller goals. It actually enabled me to stay more focused on moving forward while still having enough time off to enjoy the summer. I actually accomplished more by having a smaller goal than I did when I would set super high goals for myself or my team. It actually led to more harmony. So sometimes it's better to have a smaller goal for the summer and then, you know, maybe make up for it in the fall. Number five, what does your professional and personal development plan look like? Summertime is a great time to look at your professional and personal development. So professionally, it can be a wonderful time to invest in training for you and your team. But here's the thing, it needs to be fun, it needs to be engaging, and it's a great time to maybe shake it up a little bit. Instead of the sitting around in the conference room, maybe you can take a half-day workshop at an off-site location, maybe like summer camp style. Or maybe you could offer to do it remotely and encourage your team to be in their shorts, to be sitting out on their deck, maybe sitting at the beach if that's local to them, or even poolside. Or maybe you can do a training at a park pavilion. So shake it up a little bit. But it is a great time to pour into your team professionally for that professional development. There is something about with our brains kind of being on that looser schedule, it actually will engage your brain in a different way so that it's more receptive to being creative in the summertime. It's a great time to just learn something new. As long as, again, it's in a fun environment. And, of course, (laughs) I'll put my plug here. If 
that's something that appeals to you and you need help trying to figure out what type of workshop would work best for your team and how to make it fun, I would love to work with you to facilitate a workshop. And I promise we can make it super fun and productive for you and your team. The other thing to look at along that same line of professional and personal development is it's a great time to maybe do some fun group events with your team that can build that esprit de corps. Maybe if you there's a local baseball team, maybe go to a game or have a family picnic. So get to know the family members. It's a great relationship building season. Now for your personal development, I highly suggest, now learners are my top 10. So you may not relate to this if it's a lower talent for you. Disregard if it doesn't uh, motivate you at all. But I highly suggest you pick something that you're going to learn, experience, do. I don't know what other words there, but, you know, is it, do you want to take some golf lessons? Do you want to learn to play pickleball? That's the hottest thing now. Maybe you want to go hike. Maybe you want to set a hiking goal. Maybe you just want to catch up on your sleep and sleep in a couple of mornings. That's totally okay. Maybe it's a great time to get caught up on your reading, whether it's for fun or for business. Maybe you want to take up some gardening. Maybe you just want to spend more, explore more kayaking. Maybe you want to do some craft beer exploring. That's something my husband and I love to do is just take some car trips sometimes. It's great, fun time, support local businesses and small businesses and, you know, investigate something. Maybe you're into museums. So create some experiences that can have a positive effect on your brain. And again, the more, I'm not going to get into the scientific part of it, but the more we can give our brain different new experiences, the it kind of exercises our brain more or less. And that is so not a scientific way to say it, but you can look that up. It's great for your brain. But plan it out. Just like our vacation time and our work time, we need to plan out our professional and personal development time. And you know what? I lied. We have six. We have six tips here. So number six is imagine it's Labor Day weekend. Or for those of you not in the United States that don't have Labor Day, imagine it's September 1st or the next three months. And what do you want to look back on for your summer? When you're sitting there contemplating or remembering what the summer felt like and what it looked like, what do you want to conjure up? Do you want to be thinking about how productive it was? Or do you want to be thinking about all the great memories you made? Or a little bit of both. Imagine what would it feel like if you could say, wow, I accomplished some things for work. We had some great professional and personal development. And I created some fabulous memories with my friends and my family. And I feel super rested to get back to a normal routine now. How amazing would that feel? And I do believe that with purposeful planning and intentional focus on what matters for work and family, you can have a productive and fun and restful summer. But again, you have to plan it out. And as another reminder, you deserve it. 
and you need it. And so does your family and so does your team. So take the time soon, like ASAP, to figure out your summer. What is it going to look like? And be intentional with it. And you will have the best summer of your life or one of them. And again, if you want to plan a fun professional development day for your team, let's connect. I would love to customize a training for you and your team. Maybe you want to work on just some soft skills like communication and recognition tips. Uh, Maybe you want some sales training. We have our Selling with Strengths uh, report coming out soon. Maybe you want to do some leadership development with just your top team, your top management team. Some just diving into personal strengths or we can customize something totally for you and your team. And together we can plan where we're going to do it, how we're going to do it so that it feels good and fun and engaging and like summer camp style training. And I'd also love to hear from you. What do you have planned for this summer? What will you be doing or learning that you're excited about? Did you know you can head over to our navigatingyourleadership.com website and you can comment underneath this podcast. So head to www.navigatingyourleadership.com, find this episode if you're not listening from there, and put a comment. Let us know what are your summer plans, what are your work goals, and what are your fun plans. Let's get a thread going so we can um, encourage each other, maybe get ideas of some fun activities to do. And also, I would love to just cheer you on to have that amazing summer that you deserve. All right, my friends, thank you for listening to today's episode. Who do you know that needs to hear this? Please share it with them. And if you haven't, I would love it if you would, you know, send a re- put a review, give a five-star rating, let others know that this podcast is worth listening to because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who deserve to have a great summer break. My hope and prayer is that today's episode left you feeling inspired and empowered with some tangible steps to implement today. But honestly, the podcast is just the beginning. Through my coaching, my clients learn how to lean into their strengths to create their unique style of leadership, along with gaining strategies to create dynamic and productive teams, teams with a mutual passion and respect for each other. Whether you just need a few small course corrections or you feel like you need an entirely new ship to lead, I do love a challenge. I'd love to invite you to send me a DM or better yet, let's hop on a call and see how we can continue this leadership journey together. The link to book a call is in the show notes. I look forward to hearing from you.